Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. Oh, I can't say that. But why? Why? Why is it right? Uh, anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. So sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long drawers. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. I'm a mama and I'll stomp you out. I'm going to stomp you out at your funeral. I stomp you out. I go to your house and I stomp you out. What? <laughs> Dig you up and I stop. That is not, I'm so sorry. That will probably mean nothing to you until I get to, um, so you mad. Um, unless you've been following the story and have found it like as hilarious as I have. Um, cause it is funny to me. Anyway, this is me, Kalechi, in the place to be, and you are listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, suck your mum. And I'm back for another week, 202, no, that's 708. Is there a song with 202? No, can't think of anything. Whether, where my fans at, at the, from the front to back, sorry, I was just thinking about elephants just thinking about elephants that's all but let's get into it because I don't want to be here very long um I really don't however there are some things to be said uh ensure that you are preparing yourself for the live show if you haven't got your tickets make sure you get your tickets um special guests like I said will be announced in due course when my chakras align and I feel that it is time um Apart from that, I need some of you to do me a really big favor. Next week, Monday, fingers crossed, if everybody does what the fuck they're meant to do, next week, Monday, if you're at the Arndale Center in Manchester, if you're at the Trafford Center in Manchester, if you are at, um, if you're in Glasgow, is that, was that, is that Glasgow? No, sorry. My accents are so shit lately. Don't know what's happened to me. But if you're at the Argyle Centre, is it Argyle Street? Sorry, Argyle Street in Glasgow. If you are near Lambeth Palace Road, um, where else? Yeah, those might be easy places. Or you could just check your your malls, your any malls around you. Anyway, just look out for something that has my face on it. You've got a while, so there's no rush. Well, there is a rush. But um, look out for something that has my face on it and then take a picture of it and tag me. And then ideally add a link to the Sadler's Wells website, letting people know that we're fucking out here. That's what I need you to do for me because for too long, people have played in my face and I have a feeling that a change is going to come. Oh yes, it is. I was born. I wasn't born by, I wasn't born by the river, but anyway, 
just do that for me because I think it's important. I feel like sometimes I use the beginning of the show to kind of do this, these random announcements and really have to talk my shit. But I feel like it's necessary, you know, because on one hand where you've got Instagram suppressing all of your posts um, just because you dare to call things as they are. Um, and on the other hand, you've got people who are in certain industries pretending like they don't see Wagwan because it's all like all really cliquey and things like that. It means that sometimes people can really set this reality like they don't know who the fuck you are, but it's not real. It's not real. So I feel like a good reminder is always necessary and we are due for one. So Monday, 27th of June the places I've mentioned and there'll be other places, but I can't think off the top of my head. Just try and get me a picture. If you see me, if you see me anywhere, get me a picture and then tag it. And also add the link to the live, um, add the link to the live show. Um, very important. Um, what else did I want to say? This week has been busy. I've just been busy lately. Um, yeah, busy. But you want to be busy to the point where you feel like you've got things to show for it. I don't, sometimes I don't feel like that. I don't feel like that necessarily. But I will say whoever organized the Gucci um, Adidas collab launch party and had it in Peckham and did not invite me, I think that you're a really irresponsible person or you're really irresponsible groups of people. You can tell yourself that it's like, oh my God, I didn't even know about her. I didn't even know. But you're in Peckham. You're in Peckham. Who, who is from Peckham? I can think of all the people who are from Peckham. Like, what, what, what are you doing? There's just something very interesting about sometimes these invites and who they go out to and what they're about and where you have them. And it's just like, you're being, you're crossing the line of disrespect. And the thing is, I'm like an elephant. I never forget. My Scorpio placements, my God, I might as well be an elephant because me, I never, ever forget. And one way or another, you'll be told about yourself in one way or another, even if I don't have to tell you directly because I just think like it's ridiculous. But then I'll say that now and then somebody will come and write a thread about, oh, maybe because you're just not likable and your bad vibes, like your mum's nan, like the like your mum's birth canal. Exactly that. Um, but I feel like just generally it needs to be said Even before I touch on Start Your Motors later on as a segment You know, I feel like even that needs to be said Like what of a black British woman with the platform that I have Talks um, in such in, a, in as an entertaining way about Formula One than I do Who has managed to bring more black women specifically Into talking about F1 on the timeline And, and helping them to understand how the sport works More than I have in like the short space of time since I've introduced it as a segment on the podcast, but going beyond that to when I was just tweeting about it throughout the years on and off, like who has done that? But then we'll get to a race like Silverstone, which is one of the biggest um, days in the British calendar. And we're still waiting for my invite. And people like to like gloss these things over. Like, don't worry. You're like, I'm good in it. I'm just saying this because I'm saying it, but don't worry. I'm good. And when I tell you, that I'm going to show out Jesus Jesus of the M25 Watch me Because Apart from this fire mouth Apart from this razor blade mouth that I have I also know how to get cute Okay 
I know how to put a shoe and a young bag together. Okay. Right. Right. And let's never forget that face card. I don't have to worry about makeup this day, that day, because when I decide to beat this face, you just know that shit's not going to decline. And sometimes you just need to remind the people them. But back to what I was saying. But then you'll invite celebrities. All of you will gather together like the little rats and ants that you are. You'll be confused about how to activate certain um, projects and this and that. And everybody's scratching their assholes, can't figure it out. Expecting me to be patient with little to no communication. Um, And then you'll have these celebrities there that know sweet fuck all about Formula One. But, you know, it's all about having the faces, their faces there. Don't you want people who are actually passionate about the thing as well as having a bit of a platform? You what? What is it? So, like I said, I just feel like these things need to be mentioned because it's important for people to know that as influential as I am, and I know that I fucking am, yeah? People still try to play in my face, especially about the things that I like and especially about the things that I know a lot about. But I always... I, like, I also believe like what's mine will never pass me by. And that's why I haven't pushed on anything. I'm not chasing anybody up. I'm not doing any of that. Ever since like reading more about human design, I know I keep beating you lot over the head with it. But ever since I started reading up about human design, understanding that I'm a generator and no matter how much it frustrates me at times, like I must wait for things. If I want something, I set the intention and I put it out there that I want the thing and I just wait because it will arrive in the time that it needs to arrive. And that's why I said to, to you lot, like those of you who can, the places that I've mentioned on the 27th to be there because I've wanted something like this for a really long time and I realized that I wanted it in the wrong ways where it wasn't about me. It would be me doing something in collaboration with this person or that brand or this brand. And this time it's me, baby. It's me. Kelechi Uluwa Fumilayo Okafo. It's me. Rascal at me. Understand it. And I think that that's important that Sometimes you have to look at your your astrological chart. You have to look at the way that the things that are set up for you. And I, as frustratingly um, as I, you know, I can find it sometimes, or as frustrating as I can find it sometimes, my my energy does not, but like bode well. It doesn't work well with organizations and corporations and things like that because instantly I start to feel claustrophobic. I start like I start to feel like I can't do things the way that I would want to do them. And it's just like, do you want to work with people because of the prestige of it or the perceived uh, prestige of it? Meanwhile, you're not even being able to do what you want to do. And then there's bare fuckery happening behind the scenes. Or do you want to understand that with Jupiter in the 12th house with, um, you know, all of these things happening in what's my 10th house, my 10th house is Capricorn. Um, with all of the things that are happening there, just understanding that I'm going to have to have a different approach to what success means and what um, it means to be perceived as successful. And it also means like going out on my own and doing the things, no matter how scary it is, like other people have brands and and teams and things to hide behind. And even, um, you know, peers that they work with to be alongside of, I constantly stand alone. And I know that I'm not alone in the sense that there are people that help me in so many different ways behind the scenes. But as I appear, I always appear alone. And sometimes that can be really, really frustrating. But I also understand that if something's part of your journey, if something is part of your kind of 
um, assignment, calling, whatever you want to call it, while you are here in this physical kind of a manifestation that we call reality, you're just going to have to lean into it and you're going to learn, you're going to have to learn how to work with that energy. So like with generators, you can't force things. The moment you try to force something or the more you try to force something, the more you actually repel that thing, like you push it further away. So I've just sat back. I've just sat back and I've just stopped. Like I'll still talk about the things that I enjoy. Like nobody's going to fucking stop me talking about formula one because I'm still going to talk about the things that I enjoy. However, I'm not pushing for anything. I'm not pushing anything because wherever I'm going to be, I need to be able to be there as my whole self. And if I can't be there as my whole self, then I fucking lost, haven't I? So I just wanted to get that out there to let you know that sometimes people try to play in my face, but they forget that when you play in my face, you play in God's face and God does not like ugly. Just remember that. Anyway, let's get into it. 2222. Oh, thank you for confirming that word. It was like, yes, baby girl, you needed to say the things and you said the things keep it moving. Um, And I really did. So let's get into it then. Happy belated Father's Day. Big up my dad um, in the um, other realm, in the ancestral realm, my baby boy. Big him up. Big up all the useful father, uh, you know, the fathers out there. Big yourselves up as well. Um, Everybody else, I've got nothing else to say to you. Um, Okay, so let's see. What have I got down here? Um, The tarot question for this week. Who did I choose? I think I chose this person. All right, let's get into it. It says here, Dear Kalechi, I hope this email finds you well. I started listening to your podcast a few weeks ago and feel like I found your voice at just the right time. I'd really appreciate if you could help me get some insight into the loneliness that I'm carrying around like a heavy twisting knot in my stomach. From the off, I'd like to say that this isn't me asking you when will I find my soulmate. I hope my letter isn't too long. I've been single for most of my life. I'm 42 and the only vaguely serious relationship I've had lasted for a year. This ended 12 years ago now. This isn't to say that single life is terrible or something to be escaped. I'm very good at getting on with um, things alone. I have a comfortable life, a lovely home and a few good friends to share it with. But for a long time now, I've wanted to change gears and live in a space where I can experience intimacy. Please also understand that I'm not waiting for someone to start my life. In my 20s, I spent time living abroad, bought my first home by myself and in my 30s, found a career that I love and continue to grow in. And before you say it, I genuinely don't believe that I just need to get out more. Um, get out more. I have a very sociable job. So much so that it's exhausting. I travel a lot, enjoy good food, getting outdoors, theatre and generally exploring the world around me. Whilst I'm proud of everything that I've built for myself, it isn't it hasn't been easy. My 30s were particularly tough. As you know, from the other side of the fence, the 30s are a time when most people pair up and start families. As a result, I grew apart from a lot of from lots of friends that I'd grown up with. Their lives just moved into a different space. And in some cases, it felt like we started to speak different languages. I also had to go through being let down in various painful ways by other close friends and some family too. I struggled financially for a while. And when it came to selling that first first home that I'd bought for myself, I had a nightmare or rather a series of nightmares that lasted 18 months. As the decade, um, as the decade went on, I had to deal with more and more and felt increasingly abandoned and exhausted. 
In my mid-30s, I also decided to search for my father. Up until this time, I knew literally nothing about him, like didn't even know whether he was alive or dead. He could have been an astronaut or an axe murderer for all I knew. All my life, my mum had acted like mine was an immaculate conception. And even when I um, told her that I wanted to do this, all she could offer me was a phone number scribbled on a scrap of paper for, uh, for one of his aunties. That search took me years of contacting and talking to complete strangers. Again, all on my own. It's been about seven years since I started down that road, finally meeting my dad last year. In all that time, and not even after I actually met him, my mum has never, not once, asked, are you okay? Obviously, I made made it out of that decade alive and continue to thrive, but I'm really tired now of doing life alone. I'm tired of the mental load. I'm tired of having to think about changing smoke alarms, dealing with mortgage deals, measuring up for blinds, planning my own and others' parties and and holidays, paying the bills, moving furniture, all of the things, all on my own, all of the time. My spirit is exhausted. And I, and so I'd really like to change speed and do life with someone else. I'd like to live in a space where I can experience intimacy, emotional and physical. As I said, I do have a few really good friends, but they have really full lives and are often busy. So they're not always available to me. The thing is, the universe has made it abundantly clear that it wants me to be alone. This has manifested itself to me in so many different ways. And I've come to a point where I feel like all I do is focus on getting over the loss of that closeness that I've never had. Again, this isn't about being uncomfortable being alone. I've done plenty on my own, but now I'm experiencing loneliness. I want companionship and closeness. I want to be able to share things with someone. I'm a Gemini and also have a twin. So it does feel like partnership is part of my spirit. So it just doesn't make sense for me to find myself where I am, to want something so deeply that it's denied to you so consistently. Feels like I'm being punished for something. I can't make sense of it and so can't experience it as anything other than painful and punishing. I'm really hoping one of your readings can help me understand this space that I find myself in, sending lots of love and thanks in advance. Um, um, hi, Kalechi. It just occurred to me that it might help if you know my date of birth. Thank you for sending that. But actually, I would need your time of birth and location as well to be able to make use of what you sent me because I have a feeling that there's something to do with um, Saturn. Saturn. Um, I just have a feeling that something's happening with Saturn in your chart. Um, not in a bad way, you know. Saturn always delivers on its promises it can just take time it can just take specific structures um but it might be saturn it might be um, a planet that's retrograde in your chart it might be an aspect in your chart that you know is once it's progressed like things might feel um a little bit easier but you know i'm not an astrology don in it like i'm like i stay up I've, i've struggled to sleep recently right so i just stay up teaching myself random aspects of um astrology so the other night I was up so I was teaching myself about the asteroid Juno um and that was really interesting um so that's what I do when I can't sleep I don't jump on a burner and start sending people bullshit um like some people like to do I literally teach myself something I didn't know before um and make use of that time but the way my chart is set up I think I learn better at night anyway when everyone else is asleep and everything is quiet um because I guess in the daytime I feel like I need to be out and about 
But this is not about me. It's about you, baby girl. So I'm just shuffling cards now for spirit to give us an idea of your direction. What is baby girl's advice? Affirmation at this time, spirit, honorable ancestors, ascended masters. What kind words do you have for our baby girl who has done a lot of life alone and would like to do life with somebody Else, what is the advice? Oh, nice, he's nice. Okay, oh, okay, okay, oh, okay, 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 all right. All right, so the cards you've got, you've got the six of swords, you've got the supreme, which I am. understand to be the magician um so I understand I understand to be the magician then you've got the four of wands and then you've got the son of wands this makes me emotional randomly what the fuck is wrong with me um and then you've got at the bottom of the deck you've got the seven of cups it's all gonna be okay um I want you to think about not necessarily take this very lightly but I need you to think about how Stella got her groove back yeah I'm not saying that in a cheesy or corny way The reason I say that is because Six of Swords says Spirit wants you to keep travelling You need to keep travelling The Six of Swords, we see them on a boat With swords by their side um, Alongside them And they've got their back to us And they're in this boat And they're travelling towards the sunshine And then there's like beautiful green trees And they're travelling over water So although we understand swords to be our mental space, right? Um, this is also signifying leaving something behind, um, also leaving like emotional hurts behind as well, because your, your letter is so rich with information and so rich with your life experiences that I probably need to read it over and over and over again. And I'll be picking out something each time to talk to you about. And listeners are probably hearing this. I know a heck load of therapists listen to this and they'll just be like, well, actually, what I think is that not therapist. <laughs> the therapists don't come for me. Like I know that you all don't sound like that, but the fact is they'll pick up lots of things in there as well that I think would probably be really useful but what I get is that I feel from these cards as well that there's been some stagnancy there's been some stagnancy towards um intimacy um and those kinds of things because of this quest also that you've been on in terms of the search for your dad and I think that because that's happened now and you feeling like, right, my mum hasn't even checked in on me. I feel like there's a lot, there's a little bit of unaddressed hurt there that you also need to be freed of. Um, or, you know, not even necessarily freed of, because I don't think that we ever necessarily leave these things behind, but we do learn to um, show compassion towards those aspects of ourselves and give and show ourselves more empathy in that regard. And so this is asking for you to kind of be able to move on from that space first and foremost, or to be able to um, navigate that space um, in a more kind of uh, robust way is the best way I guess that I can describe it but also that you need to keep traveling because you're like oh well I've traveled loads and I've seen this and I've seen that and spirit's like yeah but I'm not done with you keep traveling keep going keep 
keep exploring the world, keep going, because there's something about that. The Supremes card, and I believe this to be you because the Six of Swords, she's wearing a white dress and then the Six of Swords, sorry, and then the next card after that, she's also wearing a white dress. And so this is meant to signify the magician. I love that. Um, So this comes out because as you travel and over time, you are developing there is something about you that's developing. There's a story about you that's unfolding, but primarily your power is also unfolding. Yes, I can. it's not cute to feel like, oh, I'm alone all of the time. I'm not going to sit here, with, you know, t- trying to preach to you about, oh, well, you just have to. And I love that you were just like, ah, 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 before you say any motherfucking thing, it's not about me going out and it's not about me doing this. I've got, I've gone out, out, I've gone out. Okay. So I love that you said all of that. Um, but what Spirit's saying here is that your story is still unfolding. It's still unfolding and your power is still unfolding. There's something about you that in your richness that's still coming to fruition. And as tough as you're finding it, it re- does require you to be in the state that you've been for so long because there's 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 something about experiences. There's something about things that you need to see that had to be done alone. It really did. Um, and I guess seeing your chart, I, again, I'm not an astrology don like that, but seeing your chart, I think that would make things a bit more clear to you. And I implore you, I implore you, please download the Chani app. They're not paying me a motherfucking thing. They don't even know I exist. Right. But I, t- when I tell you that in terms of how that app can break down what your chart is and they explain it in such an accessible way, it is phenomenal. Pay the $11.99 a month because some of you really try me sometimes. When I see you, you'll be up and down, traveling up and down, up and down, up and down. Every day you're putting up a new reel that you've traveled somewhere else. And I tell you to go and pay for the Chani app. I'm not getting anything from it, but I know that you will get something from paying for it. And then you're like, oh, but it's $11.99. If you don't go and download the fucking thing, because if anything, just download it so um, and pay the $11.99 so you can take a screenshot of every aspect of your chart and keep it in a folder on your phone or your computer or whatever. Even if you don't want to hear the weekly transits and for your sign or for your rising sign and things like that, that is fine. If you don't want to know anything else about what's going on, that is fine. But it's it's so important if you know your time of birth, if you're privileged enough to know your time of birth, as well as where you were born, get that app. And then you will see that there is, there's probably things there that explain a lot of what's going on right now. And I do believe that you'll find some solace, some respite there. But I haven't even gone to the juicy bit. Let me carry on, child. So you've got the Supreme, uh, the Supreme card, which I read to be the magician in this um, deck. So, um, I'm using the Africa, what is it? The Afro goddess Tarot Arcana's deck. And then straight after that, you've got the Four of Wands. You, in my, from what I read in this deck, you are being, something about you is being prepared for a marriage. That's not out of reach for you. And I'm not going to gas up the thing in it. I tell you what I see. If I don't see it, fam, I don't see it. But, You've got the four of wands and um, it's two black people dancing. The woman is in a purple dress that is proper slit up, slit up. Like you can see her entire thigh and she's having a great time. And I see carnelian. I want to say it's red carnelian. That's um as a crystal that's at the top of the um, the four of the wands. And then there's roses. So this is a passionate, happy dance and they're surrounded by greenery. But I don't see any home. I don't see anything. It's like they're out in the middle of nowhere. And then remember that six of swords, right? She's on this boat and she's heading towards greenery. This is why they t- keep telling you to travel because there is somebody there 
but they're not immediately obvious to you and they're younger than you son of wands the person's younger than you um is what i see here so we've got and i and the reason that that's clear to me is that six of swords she's traveling like i said on this boat and she's heading towards the sun on the son of wands card all we can see is greenery and a dirt uh, road um, or dirt ground and he's riding on a rhinoceros so you know he's thing big sorry sorry did i say that i'm so sorry um and he's holding a wand and we've got the sunshine so he is where the sun is do you get what I mean? Like she's on a boat and I wish I could take a picture of this for you. If I had my video working, you'd be able to watch this tarot reading, but I'm still trying to make sure everything is set good before I come back on YouTube with my hotness. But anyway, she's traveling towards the sun. He's actually living where the sun is. So basically don't lose hope. Spirit wants you to keep traveling and know that as you're traveling, like parts of you are unfurling, your story is only growing, your power is only growing, your self-reliance is important. Your self-reliance is important. It's very, very important. I know that you find it draining now, but it's very, very important. And just to keep in mind that he is going to be younger. Four of Wands signifies marriage. It signifies a firm foundation for a relationship, even if you don't want to call it marriage. But yeah, the person is younger than you are. Um, I don't know how much younger, but they're younger than you are. So just bear that in mind. But I'm not advocating for any nonsense, but I'm just, they will be of a responsible age, obviously, but they're not going to be 42. Do you get what I mean? Like, ooh, the guy's probably 35 by the time. Yeah, he's probably 35. That's the vibe I'm getting. But again, I could be chatting shit. All I'm saying is that, Spirit has never made a liar out of me and you are good. And at the bottom of the deck, I said you had the seven of cups. You've got the seven of cups here because you're you're going to have to, in order for you to see this person and see clearly the benefits that they bring to you on these travels, you're going to have to let go of what you perceive success to be and what you perceive like, who do you see in your mind's eye when you think about the person that you're calling forth? Because that's what's happening here. The woman's traveling and the son of wands is also traveling towards her across the four of wands and across the supreme card. He's moving also towards her. So basically what you are looking for is also looking for you in this moment. And their story is also unfolding. So while you feel like you're tired because it's like, oh, I've been waiting so long and I've been, and I've been doing life and I want to do life with somebody else. But remember that sometimes we might be ready, ready for our blessings and our blessings might not be ready for us. You know, they might not be quite ready for us. So you're getting to that point. This is what the cards are saying. You're getting to that point where everything is about to meet, but you have to keep going. You have to specifically for you keep traveling, keep traveling, keep going towards the sun, hot places, warm places, keep going. Um, and places with green, lots of greenery, like you, that's where you should be focused on, but it is going to require you to shift your mindset on what it is that you deem to be the kind of relationship that's ideal for you, because whatever you're being prepared, like prepared for, um, it's going to look drastically different to what you thought your idea of success or whatever 
or the kind of relationship that you're thinking about, it's going to look slightly different to that, but it's going to be um, mind blowing. It's going to be beautiful. Like look at them joyfully dancing like David dance. Like you will dance like David danced. Yeah. And you know, he's riding on that rhinoceros. So your back will get blown out very soon, my dear. (laughs) But that is the message. Um, I pray that it resonates with you. Uh, Yeah. And that's that. Uh, for that tarot reading and we're already 30 minutes in jesus all right i'll big up the first of this week's show sponsors who are wine 52 and i'll be right back now i know after that tarot reading you're probably like oh i need a glass of wine um I I mean, I don't know what time you're listening to this, so I don't know when you're having that glass of wine, but would you like to try a case of exceptional wine for free? Well, of course you would. That's why um, the good people at Wine52 are offering right now this case of wine for free. It's usually £32, but as a listener of the show, you'll get it for free. All you need to do is go to... um, www.wine52 that's w-i-n-e 52.com forward slash straws and cover the postage cost which is like 5.95 and you'll get three bottles delivered to you Uh, basically wine 52 is a discovery club all about showcasing the very best wine from a different region each and every month and this month it's rightfully uh you know the revered region of bordeaux bordeaux i think when i think of bordeaux i think of like bordeaux red but again, don't listen to me because I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's what I think of. That's what I think of anyway, um, which features a rich, gorgeous uh, um, Bergerac from Fabienne Castaing, as well as a crisp and zesty Sauvignon Blanc from the award-winning Bordeaux families. If you have a preference on type, Wine 52 has you covered because you have the choice of a mix of red, um, a mix or red only or white only case. Also included is a gl- um, their Glug magazine, which delves into each region's wine culture and two tasty snacks as well. Sorry, I'm not in the box. <laughs> After your free case, you'll join the monthly wine club. No minimum commitment. If it's not for you, you can um, pause or cancel at any time. So remember that's wine52.com, www how many w's did i say there see and i haven't even drank any wine www.wine52 that's wine52.com forward slash straws to claim your free case today so go and have a great time with that and let me know yeah let me know how you get on um as i said before the code is straws for that i want to pick up jennifer hudson because Years ago, she was what? What was she on? American Idol, and that that useless Simon Cowell told her that he didn't see her becoming anything or you know going far. Meanwhile, she's become the first. Is she the second black woman? Is she the first second second black woman to get an EGOT? That's um an Emmy, a Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony. She's got all of that now. Okay. And that is beautiful to me. So I really want to big Jennifer Hudson up because she has had a time, you know, she has had a real time in this life. And it's amazing that she could um, achieve this, the second black woman in history to achieve such a status. Um, So she joins Whoopi Goldberg in that in that realm you know, and it's phenomenal because you have to have a voice on you and you have to have some acting chops. Okay. And she has that. And I really enjoy Jennifer Hudson as a performer and I'm just really, really happy for her. So two slaps on your chest, Jennifer Hudson. Um, 
because Simon Cowell, that that guy that now is looking like melted ice cream, um, really had the cheek to say to you that he didn't think you had what it takes to make it in entertainment. And now look at you. Now look at you. And she's so she's the second black woman in history to have the EGOT, but she's the 17th person. So not many people, many have tried and many have failed. But Jennifer, she succeeded. So go on, baby girl. That's wonderful. Anyway, okay, so I'll move to So You Mad then. I'll just get right into it so I don't waste time. And hopefully I can leave here at something that resembles um, a decent time. Um, what is this here? Just in, UK government shuts down Toby Adeboyega's SPAC nation over £1.9 million fraud. Um, I mean, I would say that it's about time, but I guess I need to find out more about that. Um, Salvation Proclaimer Ministries Limited, more commonly known as SPAC Nation, was wound up in the public interest in um, the High Court on 9th of June 2022. Uh, before Judge Burton, the official receiver has been appointed as liquidator of the company. Um, the court heard that SPAC Nation was incorporated in 2012, a charity set up to advance Christianity. Much of its charitable work was based in London, working particularly with vulnerable people, youth and offenders. Initially, the church group received positive reviews and media attention. But by the late by late 2019, SPAC Nation was... Uh, subject to media scrutiny following allegations by former church members that they'd been financially exploited by senior church personnel. The insolvency service received complaints about SPAC Nation before instigating its own confidential inquiries into the church group's activities. Investigators um, interviewed one of the company's directors, Adedapo, um, Uluwenga Adeboyega, who was also known as Dapo Adeboyega or Pastor Dapo. During interviews, Mr. Adeboyega, um, Adeboyega, um, said that the church group had over 2,000 members and 200 ordained ministers and pastors, but failed to provide any supporting information. Further inquiries found that SPAC Nation either failed to comply or only partially uh, complied with statutory requirements, including providing data to support claimed donations and accounting records in support of 1.87 million of expenditure. Um, 1.87 million pounds of expenditure. The company's financial statements in the two years to uh, 31st of September, 31st of December, 2019, set out 610,000 pounds of rent expenditure. However, the company did not have a single base of its own and would hire venues across London to hold services at significant expense. Um, Salvation Proclaimer Ministries Limited was wound up after the court concluded the company operated with a lack of transparency, filed suspicious or incorrect accounts and was insolvent at the time of the hearing. It was also recognised that the company provided inconsistent information to the Insolvency Service and Charity Commission and failed to deliver up uh, adequate accounting records. The company remains subject to a um, statutory inquiry by the Charity Commission who are examining financial governance and safeguarding matters of the charity. Um, uh, Edna Okiria, Chief Investigator of the Insolvency Service, said, whilst Back Nation claimed it had noble intentions to support vulnerable and young people, our inquiries uncovered a different side of the charity. There were clear concerns around how the church group managed its affairs and Spac Nation 
fail to properly account for income received from donations and other expenditure. The court recognised the severity of SPAC Nation's actions and this sends a strong message that proper records and accounts must be maintained even if you're a charity. All inquiries. Um, Well, that's interesting to me, you know, because you'd think that people would care about the way that they're trying to recruit young girls to come and join SPAC Nation and asking them to give money to this. Basically, it's a pyramid scheme is from, from is what I've gathered. And I hope that they're not able to set themselves up again somewhere else to consider this fuckery or, or to continue this fuckery. And it's just interesting because some of you had budget to make a documentary where you could um, address this and address this in a really rigorous manner. And instead you were just there smiling like smilers, just spreading all 32 of your teeth, just spreading it wide. Instead of asking questions, you were literally starstruck by these charlatans. But you know what? It's not for me to talk too much about, but don't worry. I saw it and I see it. And yeah. Um, so that's happening. And I'm glad about that because SPAC Nation needed to go. Um, another thing that clearly needed to go and is now gone is uh, Khloe Kardashian's BBL, like her that bum that they were all so particular about. Like, I got it from from going to the gym. Oh, my God. I do like a thousand squats a day. Yeah, it's called the Calabasas Crunch. OK, I do like a thousand squats a day. And like when people are like sad. And like, oh my God, my life is so bad. And I'm and you're like eating ice cream. I'm like, fucking go to the gym. Go to the gym. Like you went to the gym. Like you went to the gym. Please be serious. Be serious. Um, so yeah, the BBL's gone. We see like slowly, slowly, Kim too is reducing her own. Notice, notice, notice where this is going. I'm just going to give you a heads up. I'm just going to, you know, shine the light in the direction that all of this is going. Yeah. Because why are they doing this? They did this at the time when they felt like a lot of these procedures were unattainable to the average girlie. Now the girlies are also going to go and get their little pump, you know, they pump it up, pump, pump, pump it up. You know, some the girlies are going to get it too. And so they don't want it anymore because the whole point of wealth and celebrity and all of those things is to have things that you feel are exclusive to you. And especially when you are white, when you are her white, um, there are certain things. So for for years and years and years, they managed to build this empire. And that word is specific. Um, they managed to build this empire um, based on um, proximity to blackness through black men um, and aesthetics that while denigrated in black women were celebrated on them. That's a fact, um, even to the point of intellectually um, intellectual property that they've um, benefited from taking from black women. That's also a fact. Um, but now we're moving into a new age. And Jade did say that we're going to notice that as, um, you know, the chart, um, as the planets are shifting signs and they're going to be in certain signs for a long period of time, we're going to notice that um, people are going to move towards a more athletic looking quote-unquote natural looking shape um 
Um, but again, these things will also come at, you know, they'll also be augmented. Don't get it twisted. It's not like, oh, they're going to naturally ach- um, achieve these things because I do believe like women like this to be lazy. Um, so it's not something that they're going to work for. And I don't necessarily believe that it's something that one could physiologically achieve anyway from working and working and working and working, right? The whole point, again, is to have something that's unattainable to the average girly. Um, so that's where it's headed. But interesting that they're taking these things out because they want to be white now. They want, they see the benefits, the privilege in not cosplaying as, um, you know, racially ambiguous women or whatever they were playing at before. Um they, and also they don't want black men like that really anymore Like they, they've been disgraced up and down By the particular men that they've chosen And so they are moving away from that Because notice like um, Courtney never really went and joined them in that Higgy Hagar She's always been like team white is right Lol I'm joking But you know she's always been where she is You know But these ones that were going up and down up and down They're slowly moving away from that as well And I believe that we're going to see a rise in anti-black behaviors from women like that now that they're moving away from those shapes. And I also want, I would be interested to see how it plays out in terms of fashion because, you know, for a while, BBL fashion was really the thing, like the cut it up here, cut it up there, you know, um, the way the proportions of the way that the dresses were made were made in a very particular way. Now that the poster children or the poster girlies of um, BBLs are now going away from it. What does that mean? I don't know. It's a, you know, it would have been great to have someone to discuss that with, but I, I, I'm looking at it and I just know that something is going to be coming from this. And as always, it's black women that people want to have in their mouths. But I just felt like it was um, good to kind of like mention it. Um, what else? Oh, well, of course, my favorite story of the year so far. So there's an elephant. I'm going to call her Ellie, who, um, I guess did what she felt she needed to do. Um, let's see. It says here in Odisha's Mayubanj district, an unusual incident of a man animal conflict has come to the fore. On June 10th, a 60-year-old woman named Maya Murmu from the Raipal village in Mayobanji's Rasa Gobindapur area was attacked and trampled by an elephant in the forest near her village. As per reports, the woman was taken to the hospital in critical condition where she was declared dead. The woman's family and neighbours had waited till the medical formalities and post-mortem examinations were done and had brought the woman's dead body back to the village in the evening for her last rites. While the villagers were preparing for the woman's last rites, the elephant that had reportedly attacked the woman several hours earlier came back aggressively. While the villagers ran to save their lives, the tusker then reportedly started attacking the dead woman's corpse. The furious pachyderm went on um, trampling the woman's body. Um, um, ODR media have reported that the Tusker even waited near the mangled corpse for over an hour. Sambada and Kanak News have reported that the Tusker then started roaring, following which other members of the herd came to attack the village. The Tusker reportedly went to the village to attack the house of the woman it had killed earlier. The mud house was smashed and trampled by the elephant, and even their goats were killed. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
first of all, I'm laughing because I'm a useless individual. But I'm also laughing because those goats must have been like, bah, now why am I in it? Now why why is my name in it? Because, because what did the goats do? Like, what? They said burn it to the ground. Take to the ground. Oh my god. Anyway, it says um um yeah, the mud house was smashed and trampled by the elephant, and even their goats were killed. The herd then attacked other houses, ate grains, of course, because they need to get their energy back, and went on a rampage, breaking several houses. The villagers have told Kanak News that they had run away from the elephant. Uh, run away, they had run away. Then the elephant came to attack the corpse. They reportedly saw the elephant lifting the corpse and taking it away to trample and destroy it so brutally that her intestines came out. One woman who had climbed a tall. <laughs> One woman who had climbed a tall tree to save her life um, had to spend. <laughs> Had to spend the tr- had to spend the night on the treetop as the village was under attack. I'm laughing like I even know how to climb a tree. Imagine. Whew. It is notable here that elephant attacks are often reported in Odisha. Many parts of the state are forest covered and man-animal conflicts have become increasingly common. Though it's not known why the elephant had attacked the woman and displayed such behavior even after the attack, um, even after attacking, the incident has sparked discussion about animals displaying a vengeful behavior, often towards human who cross territories with them. Um, elephants have a long memory. Some scientists studying hele- elephant herds attacking villages in Kenya had theorized earlier that the attacks might be acts of revenge over the widespread poaching activities in the region several years earlier. They have also reported that due to poaching and increasing competition for territories, elephants may even have grown to dislike humans in certain cases. Um, in a 2006 report in the New Scientist has stated that in some instances, even with plentiful territories and an abundance of food, some herds had repeatedly attacked villages, blocked roads and caused uh, damage to human settlements. The rampant poaching in the 1970s and 1980s is believed to have created a generation of young elephants who had witnessed the death of family members, often their own matriarch, and growing up without the guidance of the matriarch have made them experience the elephantine or elephantine equivalent of post-traumatic stress disorder. They're certainly intelligent enough and have good enough memories to take revenge. Dr. Joyce Paul, the research director at the Amboseli Elephant Research Project in Kenya, was quoted. Um, The revenge acts are not limited to humans. There have been reports of elephants targeting, chasing and brutally killing rhinos and other beasts. Incidents of revenge attacks in India have not been limited to elephants either. In Kerala, a tiger was reported to stalk and kill the very poacher that had killed its mate. A female leopard in Himachal was tracked to have crossed into um, Uttarakhand and Uttar Pradesh following the same route a poacher had taken after capturing her cubs and taking them away. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with the elephant on this one. I'm with the elephant. I'm with the elephant. You got the elephant said, "Chat shit, get banned all day, every day, bitch." On site, on site, I'm gonna fuck you up. On site, I'm gonna tear down your heart. Are you mad? 
The elephant said, nah, I'll bring arms out to your rascal house, yeah, to your mum's house, to the goat's house. Everybody can get it. But I laughed, but this is actually a very, very serious issue. Why do we think that animals, and I'm saying that, and I've really got to check myself as somebody that eats meat, of course. But when we look at something like poaching, elephants and things like that and of course it shouldn't there should not be a hierarchy of which animals you leave alone and which you you know the ones that you don't like we we do need to respect animals and like maybe not eat them you know but in this case where you're taking you're poaching you're taking their tasks you're taking this you're taking that and you're killing them and you're taking their children stealing their children like elephants never forget i'm the elephant it's me Elephants never forget the amount of trauma that we have put as humans. We have put these animals through from what I read, because I was reading other things about this story because I found it so intriguing because the, the precision, the precision ghost could never ghost literally could never like the precision is out of this world. That elephant said power who? Power what? Okay. Like law abiding citizen who? The precision is out of this world. But from what I read, that woman was complicit in trying to distract the, um, throwing stones to distract the elephant while poachers took her, her children away. And so you got what you got. Fuck you. Because for the elephants to trample you, wait for them lot to bring you back to the town and said, bitch, I'm not done with you. I'm going to trample you until your insides are your outsides, bitch. And I'm going to find your heart and I'm going to trample that shit too. And goats, you thought you had goats? Goats no more, baby. Goats no more. Bad for the last time, bitch. You know, um, the elephant did what the elephant had to do. And it's interesting because how are the elephants starting a revolution against white supremacy before us? Tell me that. Because you heard there, the young elephants that had to see their matriarchs killed, they said, nah, this can't run. They didn't go, you know what? I'd like to date a human. That's what I'd like to do. Ooh, that sexy human that killed my... They're not doing that. Like, how are... How, how is it that the, the elephants... They said that, this is why they said that the revolution will not be televised because it's the elephants leading the revolution. And then the cats are in on it too, because we as humans are just stupid as fuck. Like white supremacy continues to run rings around us constantly. And all it takes is the elephants looking at him being like, no, you can't do that to my family. Like you can't do that to us. Like that is unfair. And the poaching needs to stop this, this nasty behavior, this greedy greedy behavior needs to stop why do you need that elephant's um task or whatever why do you need it hanging from your wall why do you need all of these things why 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 are you doing that and like people forget people fail to understand that an attack on these sorts of animals um and things like that is the an assertion of white supremacy because they wouldn't you wouldn't be doing things at the rate at, you know, that it's being done at, were it not to serve white people ultimately who have these particular kind of fancies and they want certain things, you wouldn't be doing it. So, like I said, 
I'm with Ellie on this one. Ellie is, you know, did what needed to be done. And you know what? I'm all for the elephant revolution because the greed is too much. The ruining of our ecosystem is too much. And I was talking about this in my Insta stories um, a few days ago about the fact that White supremacy wants us to believe that we're above nature rather than us understanding that we are a part of nature because, of course, the colonial mindset, as my good sis Hodan pointed out, is that the colonizer never wants you to believe that there's anything more powerful than them. Yet nature, time and time again, reminds us that it's way more powerful than we could ever be. Right. And like I was walking by Tower Bridge the other day, as I usually do. And, you know, when the moon was full, the wa- the tide was out and then the tide came back in and it was so fucking high. The water was so high. And I was just like, all it would take is for this water to just like, <gasps> and then boom, the waters come over, like over into where I'm standing. Like I really looked at it and I just thought like nature is kind to us all of the time. Nature is like, I don't want to fuck your shit up. Mother Earth is like, I don't want to fuck your shit up, but you are trying me. You are playing in my face and baby, like you think you're bad, but I'm definitely badder. And we just don't understand it. I think that our arrogance, um, our hyper individualism, our wild consumerism stops us from understanding that we are playing a game that we are unlikely to win. And, you know, Boy, it is what it is. We're talking about climate change, climate change. Let an elephant clart you. Yeah. When you get clarted by an elephant, maybe it'll set your mind right. So yeah, I just wanted to share that story and be like, you know what, elephant, I get it because I too am tired of the bullshit. And I can't imagine that sort of pain. I cannot imagine that sort of pain. And I'm so sorry that they did that elephant. I don't even know if you listen to the podcast elephant because you seem busy done in their dance in, in that region. But if you ever listen to this, Ellie, I support the thing. I support it. I get it. I get it. You did what needed to be done and I rate it. You should have actually been in Share Your Magnificence because you're a bad B. Well done. Well done. Um, so that's that, I guess, for So You Mad. I was going to talk about um, artificial intelligence, but I think I've pretty much covered that. I'll maybe talk about it another week um, and the sentient nature of artificial intelligence and why it's getting to white men so much. But let me just big up Better Help, who are the second of this week's show sponsors. And um, let's see how quickly we can wrap this up with Start Your Motors and Straw of the Week. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is an elephant looking for you, ready to deal with you for the nonsense that you have done? Well, you know, life can get very overwhelming very, very quickly if that happens to be the case. But some people aren't being looked for by elephants. They're just burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include a lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped detachment, fatigue and more. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feeling burned out and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritise yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing you stress in your life and also maybe your your ideas about revenge and how you're going to get that revenge and things like that. And, you know, talking you maybe out of that space or maybe encouraging. Who knows, right? Anyway. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's especially if you're hiding up a tree. Um, it makes much more um, affordable uh, sessions 
um, rather than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Set Your Mind listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash your mind. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash your mind. So I implore you to get onto that so you never are complicit in helping the poaching of beautiful, beautiful animals because you will likely get your shit rocked. So like I said, betterhelp.com forward slash your mind, get into it. And I hope that it's of a benefit to you. Anyway, let's get to start your motors. All I wanted to say and start your motors this week is big up Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a Stan account. But honestly, it was so exciting to watch the Canadian Grand Prix simply because um, Lewis got third place. You know, that's pretty much all I wanted to see, all I wanted to experience. And um, it happened. Of course, it's not first place. Of course, it's not second place. But honestly, where the car, where the W13, where that car has been this year, it it has really put us through it. And, um, you know, so third place, we'll take that. You know, we will definitely, definitely take that. And then Silverstone is um, two weeks away. So that's the first, second and third of July. That will be the British Grand Prix. And that's why I said what I said at the top of the show, because like, who else, like who, who does it better than me? Nobody does it better. I talk about F1 on Twitter. But these fuckers want to play with me. But baby, I'm the best. Wow, inspiration. I didn't even think. Wow, freestyler from the microphone. Rocket. Honestly freestyler um no like canadian grand prix i'm with it i'm with it because when lewis said the other day um you know this is the car we've got this year and just have to deal with it you know what i won't even talk about that the power of acceptance you know like when you're fighting something fighting 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 it makes it hard i think sometimes it even makes the thing harder But then when you get to a mode of like, you know what, this is just what it is. And I might not win the championship this year. This is now becoming more of a reality that I might just not win this year. And it is what it is. You settle into that. And I think it unlocks an aspect of your focus and your brain because you've kind of surrendered to it. So you're more at ease and you just do what you need to do. And then you start getting good results. But again, you... F1 is such a roller coaster. I can say that this week and then something else happens next week. But in terms of Azerbaijan, I saw that. I went and looked that the pit stop didn't actually even help um, Hamilton. It didn't help Lewis, but it helped George Russell. Um, As usual, he gets very lucky with the pit stops. And I think, did he finish fourth? Yeah, he got fourth place, which is good because he's finished top five in every race this season, George Russell. So he's having a really good start at Mercedes. I'm really happy for him. Um, Perez, unfortunately, his car went night night, but he spun out. Something happened, and he was just done out here. My baby Yuki Sonoda didn't get to finish the race, but I do feel like he would have gotten a head start on the nice food that would be in the canteens waiting for him in the AlphaTauri area. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, 
Yeah, Magnuson again needs to keep his fucking car away from Hamilton, honestly. Like, go and do your basketball elsewhere. Alonso, I need to understand what his obsession with is with Hamilton. Of course, I get it because at one point they were teammates, and I think that he really holds a lot of animosity for Hamilton, as do quite a few of the drivers. But that's what happens when you're in the presence of excellence and you don't know how to deal with it. You're going to move mad. So, yeah, I just thought that all of that overall was, um, interesting but let's get into the things actually um qualifying was very wet it was very very wet um raining all up and down montreal just raining anyhow but it did mean that those who know how to drive in the wet could make the most of it and not everybody does know how to do that so after the you know it was all the rain, all of that stuff, it meant that the starting grid was Verstappen, Alonso was second, Sainz third, Hamilton fourth, Magnussen fifth, Schumacher sixth for Haas, both of them Magnussen and Schumacher for Haas, Esteban Ocon seven, um, uh, Russell, George Russell was eighth, Daniel Ricciardo was ninth and Joe Guan Yu was tenth, Bottas eleventh, Albon twelfth, Perez thirteenth, Oh. Norris 14th, Gasly 15th, Vettel 16th, Stroll 17th, Latifi 18th, Leclerc 19th and Tsunoda 20th. Now the thing is Leclerc did really, really well because basically Leclerc was in 19th place because they needed to change his power unit and aspects of his car. They gave him that. They, they, And you know what? It was good for them to take the grid penalty and do it in at the Canadian Grand Prix because I think that they're trying to come for Silverstone. I think they want him to win Silverstone. So rather than getting a grid penalty at Silverstone, they thought it was best for him to get it now. But he did really well to go from, you know, 19th or wherever he was. Oh, he got driver of the day. I knew he'd get driver of the day, though, because he drove he drove a really, you know, good race. And I had a feeling it was going to be him that would get driver of the day. So for him to be 19th and to finish fifth. That was a really good drive. Really, really good drive. Meanwhile, his teammates, Carlos Sainz, couldn't seem to get a hold on Verstappen. And, you know, like some people, I just guess they're not about it, you know, because there were points where he was well within the DRS zone to get Verstappen, but he just didn't want to risk it because he knows that Verstappen's a madman. Like he's not trying to go um, to Verstappen and then Verstappen gets his elbows out and then they both crash. So I think that when it came time to actually do the thing, he didn't want to do it. He wasn't about it. He wasn't on that smoke. He just, he didn't want it. And that's sad to see because, you know, Leclerc would have gone for it. His teammate Leclerc would have gone for it, but that's why Leclerc keeps winning. And then when you have the opportunity to, you back down. Um, but, you know, second place is obviously still good, but you can't be complaining about, oh, I'm not a second. I'm not the second driver. I'm not the second driver, but you're driving like the second driver. So if you're not the second driver, maybe start driving like the first driver, but you're not. So, you know, sad for Perez, like I said, but it is what it is. So the Canadian Grand Prix, Canadian, finished with um, Verstappen in first place, Carlos Sainz in second, Lewis Hamilton third. He drove a really, really good race and actually the pit stop really worked for him. But I really felt like I was screaming up and down on Twitter for them to do this fucking pit stop. So he would at least come out ahead of um, Ocon. And, you know, keep, you know, keep up a race and all you'd have to really do is overtake Russell if he needed to at any point. But then a safety car came out. I think the safety car came out when Tsunoda crashed. Um, 
And so that kind of that obviously because when a physical safety car comes out, all the drivers have to get behind that safety car in it. So it meant that the lead that Verstappen had, he basically lost, but he was still able to win because science wasn't about it, basically. Um, so yeah, that was first, second, third. George Russell finished fourth, Leclerc finished five. Ocon finished sixth, which is really good. Alonso finished seventh, which is really good for Alpine. But the way that Alonso really, anytime he he didn't have any smoke for, um, what is it, Leclerc, he didn't have any smoke for um, Verstappen when they when they needed to get past him. But anytime he would ask, he was asking, where's Lewis? You know, he, he really felt like his race was with Lewis. No, you're not in this lifetime anymore, baby. That's done. That's been done. And yeah, of course you defended this, you defended that. But notice how some of these people, they're only have a story to tell when they've got Lewis in their mouth like some of the most memorable moments that you've had in recent years as a driver Alonso involve Hamilton like what who are you without that because there are other people that you can be doing basketball with but you really want to train your eye and focus your lips on him and it's it's giving obsessed why are you so obsessed with me honestly figure it out so Bottas for Alfa Romeo finished eighth uh, Joe Guan Yu finished ninth and Lance Stroll finished tenth. So good. So so Aston Martin did get some points. That's very cute. I'm just glad that you know um, Hamilton got another podium this year. But the driver's standings are as follows: Verstappen's on 175 points. Perez is on 129 points. Leclerc is on 126 points, so he can get back to second place very quickly within a race, really. Uh, George Russell is on 111 points. Love that one, one, one. Carlos Sainz is on 102 points. Hamilton's on 77 points. Norris is on 50 points. Bottas is on 44 points. Esteban Ocon is on, I like saying his full name, he's on 39 points. And Alonso is on 22 points. Look at you. You wanted to race up and down, race up and down, but you're on 22 points. Calm down. Um... So Hamilton, I think, has a good chance at this. I, I hope for, I hope for at least let him finish third this year, at least. But I, we, we, we were on race nine. There are still so many races to go. Like shit can change very quickly and life can come at people very, very fast. So there's still so much of the season to go, but it's great to move from a place of just feeling dejected, like this season's done out here to the point where it's like, he drove a good race. The car behaved itself. Um, I think it's a good place to be. I think it's a good place to be. That's all I really say about that. I'm looking forward to Silverstone. Um, you know, as a race, I think that he gets a lot of confidence. His confidence is coming back now after this race. He gets a lot of confidence at Silverstone. I need to, the British people to really hype him up and not just be, um, you know, moving mad and racist like they like to, like really, really hype him up. I still maintain that the race I'm at is the race that he's going to win. Whatever that means, we'll clearly find out. Um, yeah, and I guess that's that for start your motor. So I'll quickly go into straw of the week, AK. No, I can't go into straw of the week. Well, it kind of coincides with straw of the week as well. The abuse that, um, well, the rude comments that Naomi Schiff got. Naomi Schiff, she's a W Series, XW Series driver. And she's now one of the commentators for Sky Sports F1, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, pretty girl, really, really lovely, really, really lovely, um, really lovely girl. 
Um, and you know, this is a big deal that she's got this role and she deserves this role. Um, some idiot decided to tweet. Of course, they've always got flags in there with their name when they're tweeting some bullshit. He said, meet Naomi Schiff, Sky Sports latest Formula One commentator. Can you guess what her main qualifi- qualification for the job is? Mind you, he's tweeting this as she's in her W Series racing suit. She's wearing her W Series racing suit, letting you know that she has been a driver. If not currently, she has been a driver, right? But you're basically insinuating that the only reason she's got the job is because what? She's mixed race. In your eyes, black, just full black. That's all you see. Like, that's what you're seeing here. Like, that's the only reason she got the job. Not because she's great at it. And she and I believe that she knows more than Paul DeRas Clark. I definitely believe she's less biased than Paul DeRas Clark. But, you know, go off, say what you need to say, you know, do you? And and they'll tweet things like that, but they don't have, they. Oh, his bio is horrendous. Put Britain first, hashtag Britain first, hashtag Brexit, hashtag MAGA, hashtag Trump. Always a Millwall FC fan, occasionally at Letty, fast bikes, football, mother nature. Imagine having the cheek to put mother nature and woke lefties can... Um, and he put um, a middle finger So basically fuck off He joined March 2022 So I don't know I, The Millwall supporter says everything That you really need to know But um, I'm glad that so many people Spoke up on Naomi's behalf And said that that comment was um, disgusting And it's important for organisations To speak out when things like that happen So then the fans If they consider themselves that Know that they're not being encouraged So it's good that Sky Sports said something Lewis even said something in support of her um and you know she she deserves it she deserves the the role that she has and she shouldn't be um subjected to um bullshit tweets about oh let's guess why she has the role she has the role because she has the knowledge to support her opinions and even if so what would you say like if I was there that you think I got it because I'm black well maybe maybe but you didn't get it because nobody cares about your fucking opinion. So bear that in mind. All right. Britain first. <laughs> Every time Britain's taken last, look at your life. Um, so yeah, anyway, to straw of the week. Um, also I read that Wendy Williams, um, the show's done, the show's done and she hasn't been treated very well. So it's a bit sad that the show's ending, the Wendy Williams show's ending and she wasn't there to kind of be the one to end it uh, with, you know, whatever she's got going on. Um, it's, you know, very sad. Um, my straw of the week is very simple, really. Um, I should have actually mentioned that Monique gets uh, got Netflix to settle the pay discrimination lawsuit after the three year battle. The judge said that she was right in how they lowballed her. But, you know, some of the black comedians, the black male comedians don't want to hear that. But it's the truth. My straw of the week goes out to Preeti Patel and Boris Johnson for this whole uh, Rwanda uh, flight, you know, the the Rwanda deportation flight that was meant to take place last week. But um, luckily, everybody was taken off the flight. It's ludicrous that you'd think that you don't want people who you consider to be illegal immigrants or illegal migrants, whatever the fuck you want to call them, to be in this country that they need to be processed. You want to put them on a plane to be processed, as you call it, in Rwanda. But really, you're going to, you're wanting to dump them there and away from home, away from everything that they'd ever known. 
Because they had the cheek, the temerity, the gall To just want to escape an unsafe situation in their own countries Countries that you have a hand in destabilizing But, you know, you don't want to talk about that The fact that that they thought that that could run Tells you everything that you need to know about this government I really need Peter Patel and Boris Johnson to suck their mothers out for an eternity Um Peter Patel is a great example of why representation politics is some bullshit because not all skin folk are kin folk. Like in terms of her being, um, is she South Asian? She shows that she has a deep disdain um, for people who um, would have experienced maybe what her parents had experienced and whatever else. Like she doesn't give a damn, like she's happy for people to suffer. I can't imagine the trauma of those people who had been kept in detention and then put on the flight and then taken off the flight. Like all of that stuff, that's trauma. That's trauma. And they should, but people don't need to experience that. Like borders um, are born of a white supremacist imagination. Like you, you stomped into other people's countries, gave them bare diseases, basically biomedical uh, warfare, and then shot the ones that were about, kept some others to keep working, um, you know, ruined their um, self-esteem, you know, gave them alcohol, gave them low quality food, killed all of their, you know, ruined all of their resources and the way that they would naturally use the land to make them reliant on you. You did all of those things. Like that is a strategized, very, very horrendous approach to, 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 to killing. It's basically, it's just genocide really is what I'm getting at. Genocide, right? You do all of those things, then you have the cheat to get a ruler out and be like, well, this is mine and this is mine and nobody can come here. And then you go back to your countries and you're like, oh, you can't come over here. But people are coming over here because you were there. And I keep saying it, like I like it just blows my mind, like the 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 audacity of it all. Like, it's just so unfair. It's so, so unfair. But Boris Johnson, you straggly bagly, you scruffly muffly, you unwashed looking bitch. Like, I hope that if there is a hell, I want you to roast in it. I want you to roast in that bitch. Because Wow And I know Joshua said to us It's not about hating the player It's about hating the game I hate the player And the motherfucking game Yeah To hell with all of you To hell with your fuckery And Keir Starmer You keep staying there Staying silent Not saying the things That need to be said Because we see you You op We see everything We see what you're about Sir We know everything That we need to know about you And you too You can go and join Boris there Pretty there, there isn't a hell hot enough But I'll make do With the hell That might be possible You should go there you should go and join them. That is where you belong because you can't keep, we can't keep treating like people like this, man. We can't keep treating the world like this. Like this is just some bullshit. Like this is just some bullshit. And really it just doesn't have to be like this. Like literally that's it. Like my frustration with the way that we currently exist and, and have to navigate this life and the, how we experience this life is that it literally does not have to be like this. And, and lockdown, showed us that things can change in a blink of an eye in a click of a finger things can change but it's whether people are willing to commit to it whether enough of us are willing to speak out enough to say like actually not in my name don't do all this bullshit in my name but people are too distracted too traumatized too tired you know to be able to you know speak up enough I guess but you know I, I let me not say because I no I'm I feel like if if more people if more politicians if more of these people were getting flogged like literally flogged by the community they would 
consider if they really wanted to be elected into certain roles if they knew that the um the outcome could be a flogging for fucking it up because there isn't enough fear there isn't enough fear in these politicians when it comes to how um they treat us and how they treat um others or those considered other there isn't enough fear and i just feel like there needs to be more fear is that elephant available is that because I, you know, I'll holler at an elephant, you know, I will holler at an elephant. I want to know if the elephant's available because I'm tired of this bullshit. Like I want the elephant to come to 10 Downing Street. That's what I want. Anyway, that's that for this week's episode of SYM. Um, yeah, you can, like I said, make sure that you get the ticket, uh, get your tickets, um, share the link, do all of those good things. Um, what else? Keep supporting the children's home. I think I've just about managed to sort out the whole monthly giving thing, but keep an eye out on my Instagram or my Twitter page where I will share the link for you to be able to do regular giving for the children's home. Cause I really want to get it built and done. I want to say by November, God willing, but you know, um, that means that in the new year you can get children living in there comfortably. Um, and that's my, prayer please 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 um yeah you can follow me on at collection of or at say your mind pod remember monday 27th if you can for me the places that i mentioned argyle street in glasgow um arndale center trafford center brent cross even yeah lambeth palace road all of these various places but i'll if i can i'll send you a list wherever wherever you're nearby birmingham boring fucking hell birmingham boring as well if you yeah if you see me yeah if you see my mama boom boom tell i'm say oh, uh, uh, i dare for london uh, uh, i know get problem i got i got i rebuke i rebuke it i don't have problems um and even if i had problems i don't want boris to be one of them elephant no sorry um <laughs> that's that um uh, yeah i would say that that's that for this week i have been kalechi okafo and this has been sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mum well yeah i'll catch you on the flip side peace it's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind